All right, so welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I am back. I am not... I'm not late. I'm tardy. <laughs> that makes no sense. But um, thank you for everybody who has been listening thus far. And has been rocking with me for the last two years. You guys are amazing. And as you see, if you want to go find me, I changed my uh, picture. I changed my picture on my cover picture on the uh, on the podcast. And with that being said, right, I changed the picture, and uh, it looks it's it's eye catching. It's not so much like. Know how to say it because at first I was like, wow, this looks a little looks a little crazy, but I feel like my eyes are one of my best attributes. And so if you look at the picture, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, you're about to make me some coffee. And okay, we're gonna get started. I got one of these um little insta kettle things. I have a regular kettle, but I ain't got time. I ain't got time to be doing all that now. What's up, little boy? Where's my dog? So, I came on here to... I'm not going to be on here for a long time, but we're going to have a good time. So, I want to talk about when you get to the place... When you get to a place in the journey, Right? Where you want to, I was thinking about this the other day while I was washing dishes or whatever. You get to a place in a journey where you want to go back to your old ways, right? You want to go back to what you were doing before and go back to your comfort zone. You basically want to try to run back to where you, all the things that you used to do, all the toxic behaviors, all that, right? And sometimes even toxic people. And so... Sometimes you get to a place where even though that's where your comfort zone is, you're trying to get back there. And you may be headed towards that direction to try to get back to that comfort toxicity, comfortable toxicity, if that makes any type of sense. And you realize even if you 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 gotten there or you're on your way back there, you're traveling back, right? Because we're on a journey. So you decide to go backwards. And this is this is update you realize that you can't even go back if you wanted to you can't go back you cannot go back it's not even your soul your spirit nothing will let you return to that space and it's so bizarre and it's just yes and so I have, as you guys know, I have issues with um, abandonment issues or whatever type of issues that I've been with, whatever. And so I've seen this, this, this person I used to be friends with. We were, we were back, we were friends back in like, I think I met her in 2008. Had to be 2008, right? And then our friendship kind of disintegrated about 2000. 
I want to say 12, right? And we would talk on and on for on and off for years, whatever. Like, honestly, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it 1,000 with you right now because I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it because that's not what I'm into. I thought we were friends, right? We would. We would go on interviews together because back in that time we were struggling, right? I met her on the bus while I was trying to get enrolled in community college because, um, yeah, man, I re- after high school, I didn't really have a whole lot of plans going on. And I met her on the bus. She was like, oh, you know, Target is hiring. So then I decide, okay, I'm going to go down to Target. I see her there. Um, and we didn't instantly become friends. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all the whole story because I'm, I'm going to give y'all the tea, Okay. We didn't instantly become friends. I think it was a slow buildup. Um, and so, yeah, I was working there. She was a cashier. I was a stalker. Uh, um, a stalker. I was a floor worker. I worked on the floor. <laughs> and so, uh, I think over time, somehow, we just started hanging out, hanging out. She was very outgoing, intriguing. And I'm more calm, cool, and collected. So, I was like, okay. So, then we decided we on the same page, whatever. Like, I got to know her. And she had a lot of family struggles and stuff like that. And uh, we just integrated into each other's lives because like, okay, well, we're both trying to get into school. And at that time, being that I'm from California, my mom made too much money, but the money didn't come to me. I hope I'm not going too fast. The money didn't come to me. The money went to her, but based off of her income tax and all that type of stuff, we made too much money. That was hilarious to me. Okay. So, so anyway, we over here struggling, trying to go to community college because if you your, your parents make too much money, you don't get all that faster. Um, trying to get books, Xeroxing books, trying to, you know, um, stay afloat in the class and stuff like that. But at, that, <coughs> at this point, excuse me, at this point, I could barely I barely had enough money to even get on the bus to get to the, to get to class. So basically, I was just focused on working. I had pretty much dropped out of college. Um, I think she was still going. And at some point she dropped out too because it was like, um, do we eat or do we go to school? It was it was rough. And so uh time went on and we was cool and stuff like that, and we was with each other all the time. We was like, uh was it Thelma and Louise? Like we was together because we was hustling. We went to job interviews together, trying to hustle, like the grand hustle. We we all uh we also went into this this school we were trying to get into where it was a nursing assistant school and you had to take all these class you had to take you had to take this test and you had to do a written assignment in order to get into the class this was probably about 2000 <laughs> it wouldn't be right if we didn't have fredo hayden you better go find yourself a place to sit down sir okay so we had to take these tests and um, write this essay in order for us to get in. And this is when I first started seeing, this was kind of first when I started seeing the situation go down where I was friends with her, but she wasn't necessarily friends with me. So, um, time went on and we both, I'm gonna keep it one on. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all basically. So basically in San Diego at this time, it was like a uh, dollar seventy-five to get on the on the bus. It was like a, it was like a dollar twenty-five to get on a different bus, get a transfer, ride the trolley. If anybody gets from like the Bay Area, y'all know what I'm saying. 
So then we would be hustling, getting on buses, going on interviews, trying to get into some type of trade school, doing all this, doing all that. I had already went to a trade school. I was already a, a dental assistant, which was difficult because being that I am in the Bay Area where there was a majority, I'm in the Southern Southern California, where there's majority Hispanic. So I just, I wasn't bilingual. And so that really hindered me getting a job in that area. Isn't that crazy? But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and so we went on, time went on, and um, where did we end up from here? So time went on, we went, we went and applied for the school. It was both supposed to become um, certified nursing assistant, but we had to, you had to get in. At the same time, we both decided, okay, we're gonna get a job at Macy's. So by the time we're gonna be working at Macy's, we're gonna be certified nursing assistant at this time. And at that time, it was, that was the only job during that time period that was paying more than minimum wage. Minimum wage at that time was probably seven, 750 or something like that. This is 2008 and nine, right? So we were trying to find gigs that would pay us more so that way we can get an apartment, right? We were gonna get an apartment together. We was gonna be doing the dang thing, you know what I'm saying? And we, was, we were gonna be certified nurse assistant working at Macy's <laughs> until we graduated. And so at that time, um, and yeah, we just became super close because we both, uh, she came from, um, I don't want to say dysfunctional because I don't want to talk about nobody's family, but she came from uh, family situations. I had family situations. You know, basically, I graduated high school and my mom told me to figure it out. And so, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> and so, and, okay, so then time went on. We heard back from Macy's and we heard back from the school. So come to find out, guess who got picked for the school and guess who got hired at Macy's? Me, yours truly. And so, uh, I was like, damn, I thought, was, you know, it didn't work out as planned. This is gonna be kind of a long story. It didn't work out as planned. And so, um, time went on and she found out that I got hired and she didn't get hired, whatever she was said. So I went to her house and we was like, okay, we're about to get back on our grand hustle. That's what we used to call it, grand hustle. We used to be on some grand hustle type ish, okay? So we're going to get back on our hustle, get back on the bus, because, you know, we didn't have no car, get back on the bus. And I was going to help her find a job, and we was going to be good. And she was kind of down in the dumps or whatever. And this was the first time I really saw her true character, okay? So then, um, But I, I, I didn't really see it because I was like, you know, anybody would be sad if they didn't get it. So it wasn't necessarily a big deal. I didn't need her to cheer for me because I got it and she didn't get it. Come to find out, I didn't take, I didn't go to the school because I didn't want to do the certified nursing assistant. Like, I didn't. I, no. And then I didn't, Macy's was really far. So I ended up getting a job at Target. I ended up at Target, right? And uh, she ended up working somewhere else and this is when during this time period we're probably at 2010 where our friendship became a little shaky and we weren't as close but it wasn't due to me it was due to her because she was upset with me for getting things that she wanted 
is what I come to realize now. And so me being the friend that I am, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I was still her friend and I was still like, cause we had such a good connection in the beginning. So then I was like, okay, whatever's whatever. So then, um, as time went on, she kind of distanced herself from me and she got another job. She was working at a hospital and she wanted to tell me how much she made. And I'm working at, um, I'm working at Starbucks at this time. I worked at Starbucks and I was making a little bit more than minimum wage. And then she was working at a hospital and she wanted to tell me this, how grand it was and how this, that, and the third. And she basically just started distancing her, distancing herself from me. But I couldn't understand because I was like, well, we were so close. And so, uh, me being me, I was working harder and harder to try to like, what the happened to our friendship type deal? And so she would basically like throw me like friendship crumbs or she'd be like, oh, I'm at work or whatever situation may be. So by this time, like I said, it's 2010. By 2010, I was moving, right? So I decided, you know what? Friendship's not working out. The grand hustle plan that we had was not working out. So I decided that I'm going to go and move to Colorado. So I moved to Colorado with my cousin. That wasn't a good good idea. <laughs> my cousin, no, my, my family lives in Colorado. So I decided to move with her. We we're going to get an apartment together. That I don't even want to talk about that. But <laughs> let's just say it was only like six months and I came back to San Diego. And so um, while I'm in Colorado and I'm like, okay, well, she's distanced herself. So I basically distanced myself like geographically, like I moved. And so that was really hurtful. And I think sometimes we can be scarred by friendships and not even know it because we don't allow ourselves to feel the feelings that we felt at the time. And so... Not to mention, like, the amount of effort I put into certain things. So then, moved down, moved back from um, Colorado, came back. She was working at a different job. And there was a couple times where she got fired from different jobs. And I'd be right there, like, oh, let's go get another job. I'd come to her house and be like, oh, let's go, let's go. You know, already dressed, get dressed, let's go. Like, like a friend's supposed to. And so... I don't want to tell a long story, but you really can't tell. I can't really can't get to the nitty gritty without telling the whole story. So we're going to keep on going. So then, um, 2010, I come back, I'm getting readjusted. I had to find me a job. I had nothing. And she wanted to tell me about all the jobs and opportunities she had. And, um, she never came to my house and said, Oh, let's go find a job. She never did the things that I, that I did for her. And, you don't do things for people to reciprocate, to get things back. You do it out of the kindness of your heart. But it was like, that, that's how I used to think. Now I believe that um, any, relationship, any relationship that you have, no matter what it is, is a give and take relationship. Unless you have children. Because even my dogs, I, give, I make sure they're good. I make sure they're fed, they're comfort. And they are my emotional support animals. They're there for me emotionally. So what is that? That's a give and take relationship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so nothing's free. Like nobody can just, you can't just take, 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 take from anybody unless you are an infant. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Time goes on. And 2000, it, it hits about 2011. Oh, no, no, no. Let's go back, right? So 2010. I was talking to this guy, right, on a, um, some type of online. I don't even know. It was probably Black Panda or something. I don't know. I was talking to him. Nothing ever happened between me and him. 
and we talked for a long time. He was a really sweet guy. And we just talked on the phone. I don't think we never met in person. And so she would be like, oh, you talking to him? Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, I'm done talking to him. I really want to talk to him no more. Tell me why. And I didn't really, I didn't, I don't know what my problem was because I guess when you don't have a lot of boundaries and standards, I don't know. Um, she comes to me, she's like, yeah. We, we, so this is me and her not speaking for a while because we probably got into an argument about something. And she was like, oh, yeah, I was talking to, let's just call him Chris. And so I was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I talked to Chris. And I was like, I'm thinking to myself, what, Chris? And she's like, oh, no, the guy you used to talk to. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, he ended up giving me um, oral sex. And I was like, I wasn't talking to him no more, but what about, what, where's the girl code? Like, okay, so that was like, make you want to scratch your head. Like, and I couldn't be mad because it's like, okay, I'm not talking to him. I didn't want him, but she's like, yeah, you know, we didn't have sex, but he gave me oral sex, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And so um, during this time, when I came back in 2010, I had a temp job by going in, I had lost a temp job and then going into 2011, that's when I decided, okay, I'm gonna join the military. And so she was supposed to join the military. She was supposed to be joining the Navy. And I would, I hadn't, this was in 2010, she was supposed to be joining the Navy. 2010 is when I was in Colorado. Somehow she didn't end up shipping out to the Navy. I don't know what the, what, what, what it was. Okay. Um, and I'm not trying to be mean, but she had a tendency of not telling the truth sometimes. Like I would catch her in little bitty lies, but I was just like, I'm not going to bust her out because honestly maybe she felt like she needed to lie and it would be all different types of weird lies it could be a lie like oh yeah i got a new job and i'm making ten dollars and fifty cents an hour and then so happens we go to the bank together and she's like yeah because you know i'm making nine fifty an hour and i'm just like first of all i don't care how much money you're making an hour secondly because this was big money back then you know now minimum wage has gone up and everything inflation blah 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 but i'm thinking to myself this motherfucker think I don't have a good memory? Like, and then on top of that, I don't even care. <laughs> so it's just like, what are you doing? So then, um, and there was, there was a couple of times where I was around and she had, you know, family issues and drama and stuff like that. And I always wanted to make sure I was there for her, right? I got the water running. Excuse me, y'all. I always wanted to make sure I was there for her. I, I, because I, she just had a lot going on, but. She wasn't never really there for me. You know what I'm saying? Once I look back on things. And so, um, and so, okay. 2011, I decided I'm going to join the military. At this time, I have no job. When I tell you I have nothing, I have absolutely nothing. I have no coins. I had nothing but a dream. <laughs> I had nothing, had nothing but a mustard seed. I had, when I tell you, only thing I had was a $25 that USAA put in my account um, to open up the bank account to know that funds were going to start coming in there because I was shipping out. I had no money. But the thing about it is I was getting ready, right? So I was overweight um, prior to joining the military. So they put you in this program to help you lose weight. So in those six months that I was in the program, losing weight, getting healthy, whatever. So if you go backwards, I'm sorry, I keep going back and forth, but you got me and her was both plump. You know what I'm saying? She was big. I was big. We was big. We used to eat. Uh, we was just we was big. She was big. I was big. I'm I'm five four, five five, and she was she's five nine, right? So she's tall, big. So yeah, 
We used to eat. We used to have a good time. Me and her, we loved to eat. We was eat. We was some big heifers, right? <laughs> um, so at this time, with me going to getting ready to go to military and then losing weight and stuff like that, that became an issue where she you know she distanced herself from me more and more and more, right? And most people would have been like, "Girl, why you keep trying to be friends with somebody who don't want to be friends with you?" I don't know, or somebody that does not like you, because it wasn't like so when I was broken down and out. She didn't come see about me when I didn't have a job and I was waiting to ship out to the army. She didn't come and see y'all. What's you going on with your progress? I'm so excited for you. No, she distanced herself from me and she would pop up in my face when I would call her. If she would reach out for two seconds, she'd be like, yeah, you know, me and my friend, this girl named Amanda. She's like, yeah, me and this girl, me and Amanda, we're going to do this. And we're like, we call ourselves Beyonce and Lady Gaga. So you guys know what time frame it is, right? When that this, this song came out, and she's like, "Yeah, you know me and my friends, and da 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 And I'm thinking to myself, "Bitch, <laughs> where you been?" Like it just, it just was like I didn't understand. So then, um, time goes on, and I'm just like, "Oh wow, I've been replaced." I don't even understand what happened. I don't even understand because when I'm when I'm friends with you, I'm really friends with you, and I think I have PTSD and friendships. Post-traumatic friendship disorder. <laughs> so time goes on and uh, there was one time where before I shipped out to uh, basic train, she was like, yeah, I'm going to come through. I got a car. And this at this time, she was not really talking to me because now that she knows that my plan is in full effect and I might be doing better than her or whatever you want to call it, she barely wanted to talk to me at all. Right. But I was still like, I'm at home. I don't got no, I ain't got no friends. I ain't got no money. Um, I'm waiting to ship out to basic training. All I'm doing is just working out, honestly. And I ain't had no car. I was walking to go to the gym. I was in good shape. I need, I need to get back on that plan. But, um, so time went on. I mean, I'm in good shape now. But, um, so time went on. And then uh, I finally shipped out in 2011. Everything was everything. Um, I didn't really contact her because it was like, what's the point? You don't really like me. I don't know what the hell's your problem. Oh, not to mention. So my mom works in healthcare. She's HR in healthcare. She finished, she actually, if you go back to 2011, I'm sorry, I keep going back and forward. At this time, when she's not really talking to me, she doesn't come hang out with me. We don't come and see each other. We don't even hang out at all. And going from hanging out almost every weekend and being her, uh, me spending the night at her house and all this other type of stuff, we just barely even spoke. So she finally went to her, the certified nursing assistant program, another program, got in, did her thing, graduated. I would text her and be like, oh, congratulations. So happy for her. At this time, I'm broke down, down and out. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, people don't want to be bothered when they down and out. So then... I'm like, oh, congratulations. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm just working really hard, you know, putting 10 on it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the CNAs out there. Nobody's knocking you. But she just was putting 10 on it. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm working out. I'm working hard out here. You know, I'm trying to grind and da, 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 To try to make it seem like she's the only person in the world grinding. I'm like, okay. Okay. So then, as time went on, um, so my mom worked in HR and healthcare, right? So I ended up hooking her up with her first 
CNA job, her first certified nursing assistant care job through my mom, which she never came and spoke to me. She never came and was like, oh, let me go take you out to lunch. None of that. When I tell you I was a ride or die, even till when she was taking a dump on me, taking a shit on me, um, my mom was like, okay, I'm gonna hook her up, whatever. And then she had this weird habit of calling my mom, mom. When I don't even call my mom, mom, I call my mom by her first name. Always have for the last 34 years. Never called my mom, mom, but she used to call my mom, mom. It was very weird, right? And my mom would tell her, tell her, stop calling me mom. I was like, I don't know what her problem is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she just feels really connected to us. I have no idea. So at this time, I'm broke down, down and out. So she ends up by this time, um, certified nursing assistant is making more than minimum wage. So she's making probably like 11 something. She wants to tell me how much she's making. She never makes any effort to come see me when I'm broke down, down and out. I was like, all right, cool. So then, um, moving on, like I said, we're in 2012. I graduate, go through basic training. I come, so the army has a program where you come back and do recruiting for the duty station, for the, the recruiting station that you left from, right? So I come back. Now she knows it's official. I really went to the army. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's 1%, right? 1% can actually go to the army, right? Whatever, yeah. And so, and I worked hard to get there. And so with that being said, um, I hit her up and one of my other friends that I've known for a long time, I hit her up. I was like, yo, I'm back in town, blah, blah, blah. We got to hang out. I hit her up and was like, yeah, da, 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 da. She did not want to talk to me. She despised me. Her tongue was so nasty. It was crazy. And so I'm like, wow, that's crazy, bro. Like, what, what is your problem? We all know what her problem is. So time goes on. I was there for two weeks. I get stationed in Kentucky. I talked to her off and on, whatever. I deploy. By 2014, she pops back up, right? So we end up talking again. Now she wants to talk to me because you know she's doing better. She done moved to um, the South. She moved to Florida. I don't give a damn. She moved to Florida. She got her a man, whatever. They're getting married. She has a baby. I'm like, oh, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? We on the phone talking. And at this time, they, she was only pregnant. They weren't married yet. So she was talking to me and she was like, I don't know if he's going to marry me, blah, blah, blah. And da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, he's going to marry you. He's going to be there. Me being a dummy, being right there, picking up like nothing ever happened. Like she didn't totally diss me. Um, so I'm like right there being a cheerleader, like a dummy. Um, well, no, not, not like a dummy, but like a, a, a good hearted person. She was there. He was working. She wasn't working. She was at home. She was pregnant. She needed somebody to talk to. So we would talk every now and then. I was getting ready to PCS, which means I was getting ready to move from Kentucky to my next duty station. Talking and all that type of jazz and all that, whatever. And so she finally gets married and she's like, yeah, I got a nice car. I got this. I got that. I'm happy for you. At this point in time, I think I had just got a car and I was living in the barracks. I didn't have no house, you know, but I had a lot more than I had before. So then, um, at this point, I didn't argue. I didn't pissed her off to the utmost of pissiosity, right? I done lost weight because we was both chubby together. I done elevated myself because I had no choice because my mom basically told me to get it how I live, right? Um, and I did what we were supposed to do, right? Hustle. Grand hustle. Get your grand hustle on. And so she just didn't like that. 
the way my grand hustle turned out, right? So then, uh, 2016, because I think something happened where I was going through something. I was in a, I think it was probably the onset of my PTSD where I needed somebody to talk to and she just had a newborn and I was like, bro, I need to talk, whatever. And she was like, yeah, I got a newborn, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's cool, you know, hit me up when you can. She never wanted to talk because she didn't give a damn. And I was, re- I was really in my feelings. I was in my fifis. And that was probably the first time I really saw um, a little bit of my PTSD disorders or whatever. And so time went on. We're in 2016. We ain't talked for a long time. And so we ended up talking in 2019. And this is where the revelation comes. Um, and not to mention, there was time before where she would call, she would hit me up and say oh I'm coming through I'm gonna come through and never show up so I just want to throw those in there and uh what else just you know telling small lies doing weird stuff and so 2019 comes right so I'm thinking we don't we don't all grew up right this is from 2008 2009 we're in 2019 time has passed so everybody should be a little bit grown now, right? So th- 2019, she's hitting me up, basically absorbing all my time, like she always did, just like in 2014 and other times where she needed help or felt some type of desperation, where she would call me and sit on the phone with me all the time and me being the dummy, sit on the phone and give her all this motivation and tell her she's this and she's that and oh my gosh, great. Not to mention the fact that she ain't get, never called me back since 2016. And now we're talking in 2019 because I have the, I'm so hopeful that people have changed. <laughs> like, okay. And so, uh, we're talking 2019, something's going on with her marriage. I don't want to put all her business out there, but she has some issues going on with her marriage. I was told her one thing I didn't, I didn't, I'm not married, right? Wasn't married then. I'm not married now. When she was talking about her marriage, you know what I said? You need to go to counseling. I said, you need to go to individual counseling. Y'all need to go to marriage counseling, do your thing, get on the net counseling. I'm not going to give you any type of advice about your marriage because I'm not married. And as soon as y'all reconcile or something happens, then I become a hater. I was just like, basically, make sure that you're doing stuff that's right with your vows is basically what I was telling her. Nothing more, nothing less. When she wanted to talk, she was feeling some type of way. She was feeling blue. We would talk. And that's how she always do. Pop up. We talk for three weeks. Tell me all her story. Dump it all on me. Never ask me about my life. Not only that, that I never required her to. And I don't blame it all on her because I never required her to be a friend. I never gave her the opportunity to rise to the occasion to be a friend. I just automatically assume, oh, she's going to get better. She's going to do better. I never even set the boundary until now. So, 2019. I, I hit her up and I was like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, 2019, we're still talking about her whole marriage thing or whatever. So my birthday's coming up. I was like, I think I'm about planning a trip to Vegas. And so I was like, you want to come or whatever? I don't know why I decided to do that. Just like a shot in the dark. She wasn't going to do nothing for me because she can't stand me. She don't like me. And that's the God honest truth. She never liked me. Um, so then time goes on and my birthday comes. On the day of my birthday, she's like, hey, what's up? Whatever. I'm like... Ain't heard from her. She know what my birthday is. I know when her birthday is to this day. Um, 
She's like, hey, girl, happy birthday. And act like the whole Las Vegas trip never happened. She never talked to me. She has amnesia now. And it just, something just says to me in my heart. I was like, you know what? This, this right here got to stop. So I ended up telling her, I said, we need to talk. And it was like, all this time I had been so fragile with her feelings and wanted to be so nice to her. And I wanted to make sure she was okay because she came from a rough childhood, right? And I had to learn that I'm not Mr. Fix-It. Okay, and your actions are terrible and they make you a terrible friend, but don't get it twisted because it's partly my fault because I allowed it and I had to tell her about herself all going all the way back. And it's not fair because people don't know they're doing something wrong until you tell them. Right. So I had to tell her, I was like, yo, where you like, what is up with you? I said, you call me up and you want to, it's a vampire. You know what I'm saying? It's like a vampire sucking blood. Like you want to suck all this uh, motivation and suck all this. uh, I need somebody to talk to from, you know what I'm saying? Just a, a, a vampire sucking your blood to want to come and get this type of, oh, I need help now. But when I'm doing good, I'm gone. So with that being said, right? Uh, I basically told her about herself. And she took, she apologized. She's like, no, I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't there for you. I didn't do anything. I was not just, she, she owned up to the majority of it, right? She's like, you was a good friend to me. You were always there for me. I would take the last bit of money that I had back in 2008 and come take the bus to her house. And then we would take the bus to go. And when I tell you, um, if we didn't have, if, if she didn't have no money and we, was, we only had enough money for one sandwich, we would split that sandwich. When I tell you about it, it was Grand Hustle, and me, I held on to that. I held on to us, how we started off, but that's not how it was. And sometimes, even in re- friendships, relationships, you get disillusioned because you think, oh, this is how it started off. It was so great. We had each other's back. But you got to realize, you got to understand when somebody, when, when, it, like, when uh, you've been loyal too long, when you, you've given all this loyalty and undying loyalty or un- undying compassion, and you got to make sure you get that back. It's not selfish to require it back. But anyway, 2019, I told her about herself. And at this time, it was on my birthday, too. And I was talking and I was getting dressed. My voice was very raspy that day, I remember. And I told her about herself and she was just like, you know, I'm really sorry. And she's like, oh, you're a good friend and da 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 And I was just, something in me told me it was like, it, it was probably anger. I was like, yo, I don't want to be friends no more. I don't want to know you anymore. I don't want nothing to do with you anymore. I was like, it was just the... 10 years of the bull-ish of the giving and giving and giving. And then it was like, you just taking, taking, taking. And finally admitted that I wasn't crazy. And then I was just like, I don't want nothing to do with you. Was it the nicest thing to do? But I don't think it's about being nice. It's about being healthy. And so I have a, we have a, when you set boundaries, people don't tell you about this, this boundary setting and this, this uh, self-care. It can be difficult when you're doing something that you don't normally do. Like letting somebody know, oh, what you've been doing and what you're doing, I don't like it. I have not liked it, and I don't want to deal with it anymore. And I, don't, don't, don't worry about it, because you're not going to learn on me how to be a better person, how to be a better friend. You can learn on the next person. So <laughs> it comes off really mean. But as black women, we, we always want to give people second, third chances, and we always want to take it and take it and take it and try to coddle somebody. No, sometimes you just got to know you messed up and do better with somebody else. (laughs) So 
Uh, okay, so then we didn't talk anymore. And I had buyer's remorse. So I was like, maybe I was too mean to her. Or maybe this and maybe that. And I had all these feelings where it was like, oh my gosh, this is the beginning. So this is 2008, 2019. So I knew that I was embarking on some type of journey, but I didn't know what. And it, it was very uncomfortable. And so time went on and time went on. And we didn't talk. Even when I reached out to her, it was like, are you okay? Whatever, just to make sure she was okay. Because I always did that. Like, she didn't ever hit me back up. I was like, whatever. So here we are in the present day of 2022 so i didn't thought i yeah i hope she's doing well i didn't really think too much about it whatever so then she ended up popping up on my um she ended up popping up on my facebook people you may know right so then she pops up and i was like oh and then it was like oh she became a real estate agent and so you know what i did <laughs> you know what i did I hit her up on Facebook, right? All I said, cause this is it's just in me. I can't do. I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't do. Just you can set boundaries, but I can't do just mean. But I I could have just let it go. So like I said, this whole journey thing is a fight. So I seen her. I was like, oh, she became a real estate agent. I was like, oh, that's cool, cause I know she always wanted to be a medical. She was doing medical for years or whatever. So me, I hit her up in the inbox, and I was like, all I said was congratulations and I was surprised to see her pop up because she had blocked me on everything I was like okay girl and so I hit her up and was like congratulations she said thank you never said congrats you know some people just don't have it in them like I said we had different upbringings then we have different souls never say congratulations to me about any damn thing but anyway that's all I said so then the thread was still there and so I just happened to go look at the thread and it said this person is no longer taking messages or something like that. So I was like, she blocked me. And, you know, I, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, little girl, I'm going to give you a chance to grow up. So, you know what I did? I found her on another Facebook and it's going to sound it's going to sound crazy, but it's, it's really it's really giving people the opportunity to grow up and you need to grow up. OK. And it, we have enough other things happening. You're a black woman. I'm a black woman. What, what is the issue? Because I said, congratulations. So anyway, time goes on. I found her other page on Facebook and I went and I left her a voice message because I didn't want to text it. I wanted her to hear my voice. I said, you know what? I said, I seen you. You blocked me. I said, that's perfectly fine. I don't have anything against that. But I seen you pop up on people you may know. And I seen that you became a real estate agent. And you know what I did from black woman to another black woman? I said, congratulations. Nothing more and nothing less. And I said, I don't even understand the whole blocking or whatever. It don't make it. You could block me or not. I, I don't I'm not looking to hit you up or anything like that. I'm not looking to re rekindle any type of friendship. I said, hope you are doing well. I hope your your family is doing well. I hope you are just blossoming in the spirit, because what pissed me off is that I said congratulations out of a place that I always say where I think people grew up, people grow up and they're going to do better. And they don't. But I had to tell her about herself because maybe nobody ever told her about herself. And maybe I was the one to do it. Like, nobody's hating on you. Nobody's trying to be your friend. You don't know how to be a good friend. 
as far as I understand from my experience. And I said, you think that somebody's hating on you? It's not nobody's hating on you. It's your imagination working overtime. I, the thing about you is that you could never say congratulations to me. You could never come to me and say, good job. You could never clap for me. You could never cheer for me. But I was always there cheering for you. I was always there cheering for you. And that's the part that is so sad. And that's the part that you couldn't see because you wanted to be, try to be better than me. We're both black women in this world trying to make it. And then, okay, so even when I, uh, back, if you think back, back when I had lost weight and she really stopped talking to me, go back into the story. Then she ended up losing weight. I'm happy for you. She wanted to tell me how small she was and how much weight she She wanted to tell me how small she was and how much weight she had lost. And it's like, I'm happy for you. But you know that weight is going to look different on you because you're 5'9 and I'm 5'5. So, of course, you're going to look way thinner at whatever the weight is compared to me because I'm shorter than you. But the thing is, I'm not in competition with you. I'm a friend to you. I'm here to to be a friend to you. And people just don't know how to take that. And when people don't know how to take that, you take what you have. You take your goodness. You take what you thought you you possessed in a friendship or relationship. And you pack that shit up and you walk out. Because you're not here to be abused. And sometimes you are a part of somebody's healing journey. Sometimes you are a part of somebody giving them the opportunity to do better. And I'm not up here on my soapbox thinking that I've just been the greatest friend ever. Because I haven't. But I thought we was hustle gang. You know what I'm saying? I thought we was, was going to make it through life together. No. She wanted to compete with me. And another... Um, thing I want to say about the story is that when you see red flags when you see somebody who doesn't want to be a teammate uh, a, a real girlfriend a real um, support system a real cheerleader when it's your time or a real support system when you're when you're not feeling the best let it go and call a spade a spade there's so many times where we as people and as black people we overlook and um, under address I don't know if that's really a thing just under address <laughs> Um, real issues and we don't call a spade a spade and allow people to live in their dysfunctional behavior because I knew I knew the real you I knew the one who got fired from a whole bunch of jobs I knew the real you and I know where the the, the bodies are buried and the skeleton key is okay and I'm not trying to act like uh, this that and the third but I was a good friend to you and you can never be that to me. And I diminished myself and I belittled myself to try to be there for somebody who didn't like me. <laughs> like, it just is what it is. Like, and ca- actually caused me a lot of trauma because if you think about it, because I went through so much trauma in that friendship and didn't really recognize it because, you know, as, as black people, we, get, we, take, we take a licking and keep on ticking. It actually... Because I didn't heal from it and I didn't really recognize it. It caused me other hiccups and things and other friendships where I became very guarded and um, just 
not as friendly because I was like, oh, no, these people are trying to do me and these people ain't really here for me. Like I would my friendships couldn't have been better due to this experience. So what I do with this story is I'm done with this story. That's why I'm telling this story. I'm taking all the lessons and all the bits and pieces, all the gold nuggets, and I'm going to take those and I'm going to put them in my pocket. But this story will not hinder me from being friends with the next person. You know what I mean? But we was hustle gang. We was hustle gang. And I'm talking about the nitty gritty. Before mother suckers was eating organic, before mother suckers had cars, before somebody could even, you needed to get a transfer to get on the bus, okay? We came from the mud. We was in the mud. I'm talking about taking the bus, taking the trolley, going down here, going down there. And for people that don't know, the trolley is like a subway, but it's on top of the the earth instead of underneath. <laughs> but it's like, I had put so much emphasis on that that I just, and another thing, don't get carried away with history. Sometimes we, we, we've been friends for so long. We've been friends for 20 years. We've been friends for 20 years. You've been knowing this person for 20 years. Y'all probably stopped being friends probably a year or two. You just didn't pay attention. Okay? But I think when we talk about relationships and trusting and building and trauma, we don't necessarily... We talk about relationships with our spouses, romantic relationships, and we talk about relationships with our uh, parents. We have to talk about the traumas that go on with relationships with friendships because friendships is a choice. It's a real, real choice. And nothing really bonds you together after that. Because when you're married, you know, then you get divorced. You might have kids that bond you together. If it's your parents, you guys are bonded together by blood. When you decide to take somebody from your friend and put them into your life, that's a lot. And that's traumatic as, as well. And so I didn't say what I said to her at the end, just recently trying to be mean. But it was just an opportunity for you to really see for you to really see that I was a good friend to you. I, I, I you, it just, it just didn't, it, it didn't make any sense. None of it made any sense to me. So it, it's so many nuggets and so many valuable lessons that I learned from that. And know when it's time to pack it up and leave. And you know, when I think about packing up and leaving, I always think about that, that meme with, um, Viola Davis, where she's sitting there and she looks at him and then she just picks up her purse and leaves. That's how, ain't nobody got time for this. Ain't nobody got time for that. And I do look at myself and think about the mistakes that I made by not addressing it sooner. But you know, I didn't have the communication tools to address it sooner. Um, and for trying to, I kept putting myself in situations where I was hurting myself. I would, years would pass and I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's a different person. Um, time to, you change yourself. Like you have to change. You have to actively put in the work to change yourself. Time don't change people. They just get older. They just aging. That's it. That's all. That's it. So. And I had to, she just didn't like me. She just, she hated my guts. Um. Yeah, and I, I just call a spade a spade. Sometimes you're just that pressure. I had to tell my friend that the other day, and she was like, "Oh, we've been friends for this long, and she acting all shady towards me, and she's all telling me what she can buy and da 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 da." That's not friendship. 
that is competitive competitive shit okay that's a competitive nature that's not friendship and sometimes when people are trying to be competitive with you which means they're trying to get to the goal before you that is you feel the need to rush you feel the need you see me as competition which means i'm pressure okay Call a spade a spade. Stop trying to dance around it like, oh, she's just acting funny. No, she's a fucking hater, okay? Like, <laughs> it just is what it is. And even sometimes people will have that hater spirit. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted, right? Sometimes people just be having that. Nobody's hating on them. It's just their imagination working overtime. But sometimes people are just actually just fucking haters. And then there are some times where people have to pray that hater spirit up out of them. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you got a pinto and your friend just pulled up in a Mercedes and you might be feeling some type of way inside, you need to go pray that away. It happens to all of us, okay? You go out there and you get your pom-poms and you cheer your friend on because she just got herself a Mercedes Benz, okay? And you still driving in a Pinto and you drive that Pinto until God blesses you with something better. But you get that hating spirit out your heart. You pray that hating spirit away because that's all it is is a hating spirit. And if you want to be supported, you have to support people. Support to be su- supported. And I'd rather a mother sucker tell me, I don't like you. I don't want to be friends with you. I see you as competition. Then sit up in my face and smile. Say you don't like me. Don't pretend. I I can give you much more respect if you just tell me. Or you can just say and be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I'm going through something right now. I'm not feeling myself right now. And I know you're, you're in a high place right now. And this is what people don't want to be honest about. And I know you're, you're, you're in And I know you're in your, your season of blessings. And right now I'm in struggle. And God is working on me. And I don't want to bring you down. If you say that to somebody, that w- there you go right there. That's all you have to do. Or it's not, it's not, you can say, I'm not even, I'm happy for you, girl. But right now I'm dealing with some mental health issues. Because mental health issues will often sometimes look like haterism. Because if you don't answer your phone or you don't call somebody back and they be like, oh, she's a hater. She's a hater. No, I didn't talk to anybody all day. Okay. And then sometimes people be like, oh, she writing me saying she got she got this and she got that. And da, 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 da. Sometimes maybe you are reading it. In jealousy. I just saw that on Facebook. Sometimes people read it. You'll, you'll be reading something in jealousy. In a jealous spirit. Might want to pray that away. Might want to go ahead and pray that away. It'd be like, so why she telling me she just got a new car? Why she telling me she just got a new house? Why she telling me she just they just got a new stove or whatever? She's just telling you. You read it in jealousy. That's what it is. If you need more clarification, call her. Or you need to go sit in the corner and pray that hate and spirit away. Okay? So. Will me and this girl ever be friends again? Probably not. Probably not. I would hope that uh yeah probably not <laughs> like, i'm gonna be honest with you, probably not um it would need it would she would need to do some serious work and i'm still working on myself but and i know if she her growing up situation because everything goes back to how you grew up in situations of that nature maybe you were in a uh 
you have a competitive nature because you were in a survival mode. So you always feel like you have to be better than or moving faster than the next person. But we are black women. We got enough problems. We got enough problems. So. And it may seem it may seem that maybe this story wasn't as in depth or maybe but it, it traumatized me. It did something to me that I didn't know that it did. And on top of that, it was it's something that I had to I had to heal from because it, I was doing something the other day and it, the whole situation kept popping up, popping up in my brain, popping up in my spirit. I'm like, yo, I ain't trying to deal with nothing got going on with this girl. But maybe I needed to deal with this situation. And there's been a lot of situations been popping up from the past lately. Oh, my gosh. So sometimes you got to divorce the story. And in, to, in order to divorce the story, you have to hash it out. And sometimes you don't have to hash it out with that person. Sometimes you just got to hash it out with yourself. With in, It's an internal thing. Because if I don't hash that out internally, how will the next friendships go? Because I'm so subconsciously guarded from this situation. And then I can't really be friends with the next person. Or I feel some type of way. Or um, my guard... My guard Maybe up trying to be friends with the next person, or I might have a feeling of desperation trying to be friends with the next person. Because sometimes we do things out of desperation. We'll do. I, I'm an overgiver. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. My name is Missy Lewis, and I'm a people pleaser, and I overgive and overcompensate because I have issues that I'm still working through. Okay, I raise my hand. <laughs> but um, and even at the same time, I'm guarded because I only share what I want to share when I want to share it, and don't force me to share. <laughs> but um i'm gonna go ahead and leave y'all here we are in season eight get just getting started because you know i'm gonna hit y'all with this same 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 again um i'm thinking about migrating to youtube i'm not sure because you know what youtube like right now youtube you gotta get dressed you know what i'm saying because right now i got on some shorts and a shirt and my locks uh, look a little dry and I need to retighten. I have interlocks, not traditional locks. And they are growing and I'm I, I've never been this in love with my hair. I, I have never been this in love with my hair. Even when it was long and I wanted to be I wanted to look like sister sister when I was little and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's all, you know what I'm saying?" I have never since I locked my hair, I have never been more in love with my hair. And that's a big deal for black women. Because I was a little girl that cried when my perm didn't take in the middle. And I still had curls in the middle. I went in my... Oof, I, was, I used to cry. Like, it didn't take in the middle. It's supposed to be a just for me perm. It didn't take. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go. Because I had to almost talk for a whole hour. But I appreciate you guys. I am having a poetry... I am a, I'm having a poetry slam tomorrow. It's called A Beautiful Poetry Slam. Um, it's via Zoom. And I'm so excited. Something I just came up with real impromptu. Um, but yeah. And my poetry book is coming soon. I just make sure everything is right. Like, I just don't want to put out something and then it just like flip flops all over the place. Whew. But um, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram at Black Girl Coffee Shop Podcast. I actually have the flyer for the poetry slam on, the pod, on my um, Instagram. So if you want to um, come through and share your poetry, you can either share your original work or you can share one of your favorite poets. Um, you can come on through and 
we'll just chill. It's going to be a very comfortable space. And yeah. So if you're interested, hit me up or get on there. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys for listening. How to get that off my chest. How to get off my chest. Oof. Be having them chest codes. You know what I'm saying? Somebody get that stuff off your chest. <laughs> All right, then. Peace out. We sip, we sip coffee and not tea. But you know, nowadays with my anxiety, I can only have a half a cup. Of, I can only have a half a cup of coffee. It's crazy. But um, we still sip coffee and not tea. Appreciate you guys and peace.